0: The first, smiles you see when you come into the church, and his wife, by the way, been praying for him for a long time, so don't give up praying for your loved ones. He was 60 years old when he came to Christ, and that man is Keith Patterson. Keith, where you at? Raise your hand. There's Keith over on that side. Praise the Lord. The Lord's good, isn't he, Keith? Praise the Lord. This past January. I gave an invitation, and as I do sometimes, I prayed a prayer and said, if you want to pray that prayer with me, you can pray it in your seat where you are, and if you d- did so, then raise your hand so I'll know, and so forth, and there was somebody sitting on the back over on this side, and she raised her hand, Samantha Willett, Sam, and afterwards she and I talked, and uh, we've talked several times now, and She'll be following the Lord in baptism soon. That was this past January. Now I say all that to give you a little detail of people's, just a little bit of people's lives. Then to say this, last year during COVID, we had 51 people who professed Christ as Lord and Savior. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's children and that's teens and adults and all of it rolled together, 51. So far this year, we've had 40 people who have trusted Christ as Lord and Savior. The Lord does marvelous things, doesn't He? Winning people to Christ is the real heart of the church. It's why the church is here. (coughs) Excuse me. It's why we exist. But it's not the only thing we do. The church also promotes worship and... and, um, And praise and the giving of thanks unto the Lord. Now, it's wonderful when we do that privately, and the Lord wants us to do all that privately. But the Lord also loves corporate worship. He likes for us to come together as a group and join our voices in praise unto Him. And uh, the church is here to do that. The church is also here to preach the whole counsel of God, the Word of God, the Bible so that people can learn and mature in the faith, and so they can enter into the blessings that God has for them here in this life. And then one more thought on why the church is here, and that is <coughs> to give us a place to serve. When the Lord saves us, He wants us to serve Him. And it's in the local church that we find places that we can fit a, fit a need, meet a need, fit into a... A niche and so forth. And serve the Lord. There are many things the church does. But that's kind of the core of why the, why the church is here. So, we're not just rejoicing in a building. Even though God answered prayer. And this gave us a three million dollar miracle. But I want you to know we're more concerned about people. And winning people. And training people. And teaching people. That's what the church is about well look back at verse 1 again and pick up that word he hath done marvelous things look at your screen for a moment let me define that for you marvelous by the way this hebrew word is used 71 times in the old testament and uh, it means to distinguish to be great wonderful marvelous miracle or miraculous wonder wonders And says a verb meaning to do something wonderful, something extraordinary, or something difficult. Hadn't the Lord done extraordinary things for us? And for your family and for you, saving you and redeeming you, that's an extraordinary thing. That's a wondrous thing. And we should praise Him. Now, we call this Celebration Sunday. And so I want to define the word celebration as it is in the English dictionary. To observe a day or to commemorate an event with ceremonies or festivities. And if you, if you take it over to the, to the Christian uh, definition, it means to praise the Lord for those good things He's done. Praise the Lord and give thanks, rejoice, sing, and tell of the wonderful works He hath done. So that's what we're doing today. Celebrating uh, the uh, marvelous things He hath done. So first I want to think about the marvelous things he's done for our church family. And uh, because that's the emphasis of today. And uh, I want to tell you quickly the $3 million miracle story. Back 20, 20 21, 22 years ago, our church at our old location got full now, it wasn't bursting at the seams, but we were at, we were running 233. And that was exactly 80% of what our auditorium would hold, according to fire code. By the way, the fire code is 18 inches for everybody to sit in. Well, that'd be a crowded pew, wouldn't it? But at any rate, the... Uh, principles of, of church growth say that once you hit that 80% mark, you won't grow anymore because there's not enough room for visitors to come in and feel comfortable. So uh, we began to pray about what we should do. We, could, we, could have, we had four acres there. We could have built again, but we would have had to have raised all the money to build. And once we built one more time, we'd be landlocked forever where we were. Another option was that we would uh, sell the, the facilities there and move the church to another location. And so we talked to the church about it. We had meetings. We prayed about it. We sought the Lord's will. We began to feel like the Lord wanted us to relocate and uh, and sell the property there. And so we sought the Lord's will. And I talked to some contractors and so forth. They said it would they said it would take about three million dollars to build a, a facility like like I had in my mind and heart. That's a lot of money. Especially a lot of money for a poor poor boy from Tennessee, like me. And so, uh, but we prayed about it. Salt the Lord's will. And I began to talk to the biggest money people in Greensboro. Uh, the, the Corey Corporation. I met with some of their executives and so forth, and uh, a few other ones as well. And when I would say we need about three million dollars for that property they would just kind of laugh me to scorn you know and uh, they would they would try to explain to me now preacher there's no way in the world you can get three million dollars for this property It just cannot happen and i would say well we're just trusting the lord if we do okay if we don't we'll stay right here whatever the lord wants that's what we want and so uh... they wanted to buy the property but they didn't want to pay three million dollars. Then, then we had it appraised, and it appraised for, uh, for a, uh, a business. it appraised for 1.5 million. Now I have to admit, I was disappointed. I thought the Lord was going I thought that the Lord was going to have that appraisal come out at three million dollars. But he didn't. It appraised for 1.5. And uh, we talked with the money people again, but they were not interested. They were waiting for us to come down. We were waiting on the Lord. And then one day on a on a Monday, somebody called me out of the blue. Somebody I didn't know, and uh, he he said, "Have you ever thought about selling the church?" And I said, "Well, actually, we've been praying about it for about two years now." And he said, "Can I come out and look at the property?" I said sure. So I met him. We walked around the property. It's four acres. They didn't want any of our buildings, of course. They just wanted the, the uh, as the saying goes, the dirt. They just wanted the property, you know. And uh, he had a he had a buyer that wanted into that area, and so uh, uh, we walked around and. So then he asked, how much are you asking for the property? And I said, well, we're not asking anything because we hadn't even voted to sell yet. We're just praying about it and seeking God's will. I said, but what we need to build the building we want to build is $3 million. This the first time I'd ever seen him, first time he'd ever seen me. He kind of smiled and chuckled a little bit. And he said, I'll talk to the people, uh, my people. And so uh, that was about a Monday, Around Thursday or Friday he called me back and he said uh, you know we were talking he said preacher I'm gonna make you an offer and I thought you know here comes like Corey Corporation again they want to give us a million dollars and uh, he said I'm gonna make you an offer of three million dollars I put my hand over the phone held it down and said, "Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus." And I rejoiced for a few seconds, then I put it back up to my ear and talked calmly. <laughs> well, of, of course I'll have to talk to the church about it. I'll get back with you. And so we talked to the church, Church voted 100 percent, and, and uh, that was our three million dollar miracle. Isn't the Lord good? Yeah, praise the Lord. He does marvelous things, wondrous things, miraculous things. The Lord is good. Well, now He's blessed us these 17 years since we've been here. Let's look at some statistics. Look with me, if you would, to the screen. Our Sunday morning average attendance back in 83 when I first came to the church was 50. And then in 2004, it was 233. Uh, That was that 80% number I told you about. And this was our last full year, oh, no, this is our last year, full year, in the old location. And, uh, and then in 2019, which was the last year before COVID, last full year before COVID, we, we were averaging 377. Now, sometimes they go higher than that, sometimes lower, that's the average. And then COVID hit, and how many <laughs> attendance we had in COVID is hard to say because nobody was here for a while and then a few people come and then we had to call off services and back and forth it went that first year of COVID the second year of COVID, 2021 uh, we averaged 270 in person and then online we averaged about 108 people now let let me try to explain this quickly you might look on you might look on our website and, it's, and you've had, uh, I don't know, a 1,000 hits or something like you might say you've had a1,000 hits. Well, some of those hits, just people are just you know, skimming through. They don't listen but two or three minutes or something or less. And uh, so uh, uh, Greg goes in and sees how many people listen to the whole, uh, to the whole service. and uh, that would be the 108. 36, 36 groups and the average family in this area, both Reedsville and Greensboro, is a little over three people, three and a half people, like Opie said. A half person, you know? But uh, so uh, we have 36, three, about 108. So you can see that is really an estimate. So we had in-person online together 378. So that's uh, about what it was before COVID. So that's a real blessing. And uh, now this year, let me make a little room up here, and put this year under 2021. 2021, our in-person is 275. So we're up five people, praise the Lord. And uh, and then our in our online is down some, only 84. And so that makes the online and the in-person uh, 359. And so God has continued to bless us through COVID, and, and, uh, and now things are going well. Now let's consider what's going on in the church in America with what we've been through with COVID. Here is uh, 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 statistics that comes from the Pew Research Center, and the article I had was from was from Christianity Today, and it was the newest information I could find, and it came out last month, so that's pretty new. So as of now, 67% of people who attended church before attends church now, in person. So 67% of the people are back in our churches across the nation. And then about 21% are watching online still. And then, 12% have quit attending altogether. Now, that's a tragic thing. They don't watch online. They don't attend. They've just quit. And uh, so that's nationwide. Now, how do we compare to these nationwide statistics? 67% of 377 is 253. So this would be our in-person our in-person is 275 so we're a little bit ahead of that 67 percent now what about the watching online 21 percent of 370 is uh, 79 and uh, we have watching online 84 approximately so we're a little bit ahead of people watching online too of the national average and then The people who have quit altogether, 12%, in a church our size, that would mean 45 people, but uh, our total attendance is down just 18. So we're a little ahead of the average there as well. So the Lord's good, isn't He? Even in difficult times, He shows Himself faithful. Marvelous things during COVID. I just want to point this out again. We paid off our mortgage on uh, Thursday. uh, Notice that date uh november 20. that was the first year of covid and uh, that's when churches were in and out and we burned our mortgage note on uh uh, that the date there 11 22 20 and we paid it off in 15 years instead of 20. now you may say why did we have a note if we got the three million dollar miracle i'll tell you why glad you asked we, we had figured into that we were going to spend $500,000 for property. We wanted about 20 acres. And we, that's what we have here, 20 acres. We were not looking for a property with a house on it. But our, our deadline was coming up. And uh, so we found this property that had the big house already on it. And instead of 500000 we had to pay 630000 And so that was 130. Then on top of that, uh, we had some oil drums at the old location that were buried underground, <laughs> and they had some leaks, and the EPA made us clean them up in a very special way, and it was very expensive, and that add that to it. And then on top of that, anytime you get an estimate, and then you start to build... Some type, some type of building material has really gone up, you know. And so during that period of time, steel had really gone up. And so the steel cost more than we anticipated. So we had to borrow 500000 And we paid that five hundred, It was on a 20-year loan. We paid it off in 15 years. Because every year on this day, Celebration Sunday, we took a special offering. And uh, we would put, we would try to raise $10,000 on one Sunday and we would put that right on the principal and we were able to pay it off. And God just gave us a handful on purpose letting us do it the year of COVID. That was just the Lord showing himself strong, wasn't it? And doing marvelous things for us. So, uh, oh, and here's Harley and I burning that uh, note, the mortgage note. And then... Uh, as far as the size of our church and the, God's blessings, 50% of all churches in America have an average Sunday morning attendance of, used to be 75. Now it's 65 or less. Half the churches in America are 65 or less. And then 90% of all churches in America have an average Sunday morning attendance of 350 or, or uh, less. And so we're, we're in close to that 10% top, but we're, if not, we're right at the top of the 90%. So again, God's just been so good to us through all these years. And we've, we're not trying to build a mega church or trying to do anything big and spectacular. We're just loving people, loving the Lord, preaching the Word and let God do the work. And uh, He continues to show Himself strong for us. And uh, by the way... As far as finances go, I didn't put this on the screen for you, but the giving right now is $210 a week up from what it was last year. So even though it's a little lower than it was in 2019 before COVID, it has gone up uh, this year, and we praise the Lord for that. Now, more important than anything else, professions of faith. uh, this is in person, uh, worship services, children's ministry, outreach, VBS, funerals, everything together. Last year, 51, and this year already, 40, and the year's not out yet. Members, and uh, in 2020, during COVID, we had four. In 2021, we had uh, nine, and this year, uh, January through September, we've had four new members, and we've got several people who are talking about it, and maybe... Uh, will join before the end of the year. And, uh, and then baptisms. Over the last 17 years, 240 baptisms, that's 14 per year. And there's the numbers for those three years. And then last year, I mean 2020, first year of COVID, 8. Last year, 12. And uh, again, this year, 3. But we've got several people lined up to follow the Lord in baptism the next time we baptize. So again, the Lord is good even through COVID. Total budget compared to 2006 was the first full year we were here in this building we moved here in 2005 and the budget then was 264 and now it this year it is 684 so you can see how the Lord's blessed us in that missions budget now missions budget in 2006 was 61,000 this year it is hundred and forty seven thousand so we love missions and uh, notice this little note at the bottom. This year, 27.6% of the budget goes to missions. Now, back in 1985, we started this 25%, at least 25%. Every now and then it gets a little higher, and then it goes back to 25 This year, it's 27 because we love missions. So theoretically, if you give $100 to the church, $25 of that goes to missions. So you don't have to give faith promise and that kind of thing. We just feel like uh, that that's the best way to do it. And the Lord has honored it and blessed it. And we're blessed with uh, wonderful missionaries. As you saw, 15 of them out of the 72. Marvelous things he hath done. Think about one more thing with me. And that is the marvelous work of creation. Look at your text again and pick it up in verse 7. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, or the rivers, and let the hills be joyful together. Here we have uh, nature rejoicing. And as you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Here's another some verses that Miss Karen used on our trip to... uh, Vermont, in, in the devotions that she gave. And I thought it was appropriate for, to read those to you today. I'm just going to read them quickly to you. Uh, it says, and these are all in the Psalms, Let the field be joyful in all that is in it, and let the trees of the woods rejoice before the Lord. Next one. For every beast of the forest is mine, says the Lord, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains. He knows every bird that's alive around the world. One of them runs into a, your window and falls and dies. The Lord knows that he changes his count. Recalculates. Whew. The birds of the mounts and the wild beasts of the fields are mine, saith the Lord. Singing to the Lord with thanksgiving, singing praise with a harp unto our God who covereth the heaven with clouds. Next time you go out and look up at the sky, beautiful blue sky and the, and the clouds, remember, he's the one who covers that. <laughs> he covers the heavens with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. End of quote. We should praise him for the beauty of his creation, shouldn't we? Every one of us. The fall, we're starting in the fall. I love the fall colors. I love the season of the fall. But instead of just saying, Oh, what a beautiful tree. This year, why don't you say, Lord, how beautiful you've made that tree. How beautiful and marvelous is your creation. We should marvel at that. And then... The third and last thing is the the marvelous gift of salvation. Look at verse 2 again. It says, The Lord hath made known His salvation. His righteousness hath He openly shown in the sight of the heathen. Salvation. Like I said, Spurgeon believes that that these verses were somewhat prophetic because uh, the, the message of salvation, it says, has gone into all the world and he has revealed his righteousness you know when he saves us in this new testament his righteousness is imputed unto us and the gospel Christ going to the cross and dying for our sins and rising again that allows God to forgive us and at the same time remain righteous himself because The penalty for our sin was placed upon Christ. And the righteousness of Christ is then placed upon us. Wow. Talk about a marvelous thing. Of all the marvelous things He's ever done. (laughs) This is the best, isn't it? His salvation. The gift of His salvation. Don't miss it. Look at what this says. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Excuse me. That word great could be translated marvelous. (laughs) His great, wondrous, marvelous salvation. (laughs) Don't miss it. It's offered to everyone, but you have to receive. You have to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you do, a wonderful thing happens. Look at this. Marvelous things that happen. You have the forgiveness of sin. You have imputed righteousness that I just spoke about. His righteousness imputed to us. You have a home in heaven and a promise. You have Christ in your heart. He not only forgives you, he comes in to be your Savior, your Lord, and your best friend through all of life. Wow. And then you can find purpose in life because that's the reason we were made. We were made for the Lord. And you can find peace. Jesus spoke about His peace even in troubled times. And you can find joy even in the most difficult of times. Wow, we ought to celebrate the uh, marvelous salvation that God has given. Amen? Amen. And uh, so how should we respond? Let me give you these quickly. You've already read the verses. Singing of the Lord in new songs. Now there's nothing wrong with old songs, but every now and then sing a new song. You know, one of the things I loved about Lee Falk and his group, uh, the Brothers in Christ, they sang for many, many years, is they wrote a lot of their own so- songs. So they, you, you go to one of their concerts, you might hear two or three songs you've heard before. You might, If you've never been to their concert, you, the whole rest of them, they had written. Every now and then they'd write a new one. That's a good thing. Write a new song and sing it to the Lord. You don't have to sing it to everybody. Some of you, you know, be better if you don't sing it to everybody. That's the case for me. But sing it to the Lord. And so we should sing a new song, old old songs too, and make a joyful noise, a loud noise, and rejoice and sing praise and use instruments in order to do so that we might worship and praise and adore the King of Heaven. Bow with me, please. With our heads bowed, maybe you would say, Preacher, I've never received Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I want you to pray for me. Now, I'm not going to... No one will embarrass you or come to you or anything like that. But I would like to pray for you before we leave. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you slip up your hand and hold it up long enough for me to see it? I'm going to look around the room for a moment. Anyone? How many of you would say, Preacher, the Lord has done marvelous things for me and my family. And I want the Lord to teach me to be more grateful, more thankful, and and celebrate His goodness more and more. That's my heart this morning. Would you slip your hands up all over? Yes, hands are up all over. God bless you, each one. You may put them down. We're going to sing this hymn in just a moment. If you'd like to join the church, it's just that simple. Walk out of your pew, come down to the front. Miss Karen or Miss Denya will get your name and your telephone number.